Hey everyone, and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed you're taking out the time to join us today. Wherever you find yourself in the world, the Lord is doing good things and he's doing it in your life. And we're so excited to have you here. Uh, we have again, Pastor Joey Hamlin is, is here. I'm so thankful for him. What a blessing he's been uh, to my life and to the ministry here. And uh, uh, you, you guys remember who we had him on. Uh, we actually recorded a podcast that I wasn't able to use. My audio was all messed up on that one. So we didn't use that one. But before that, we did a podcast about overcoming a poverty uh, mindset. And so we had a great response to that. It's been a blessing to many people's lives. So I said, hey, we have to have Pastor Joey back on. And so we have him back. He's here. Uh, he is in the Zoom call building. And I am so uh, honored to have him here. How are you, sir? I am blessed, Brother Elijah. Happy to be back on the podcast with you. Yes, sir. Great to have you back, sir. Uh, but, uh, Pastor Joey has some things on his heart. We were kind of going about a couple of different things we wanted to maybe talk about. And he said one thing that I thought was really good, and it's about preparation uh, for ministry. And I thought that that was really uh, potent uh, to my listeners, because I know a lot of you guys are either you're in ministry, you're thinking about ministry, you know, and and I know this may not apply to all in terms of a five fold ministry, but I do believe that the spirit of God will give you something good wherever you're called to do, you know. Right. And so let's pray and uh, we're going to turn it on over to Pastor Joey. Uh, Father God, we we thank you so much for uh, Pastor Joey and the gift that he is to the body of Christ. We thank you for him, allowing him to be on the podcast today. Father, we ask that you speak uh, through him as the very oracles of God, uh, that which would help us and bring us up to a new level in you, Father. We say, speak, Lord, for your yes. servants here, and we give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' Amen. name, amen. Go ahead, Pastor Joey. Just, just let her rip, sir. All right. Praise God. If you want to jump in at any time, please go right ahead. Okay, yes, sir. We always, we always have a good time together. I feel, you know, uh, ministering yeah. together and uh, bouncing off one another. Um, uh, again, I just want to say how much uh, of a blessing it really is. I'm happy to be back on the podcast with you. I really believe it's an anointed uh, vision you have and uh, to get the word out. Praise God to help people Amen. and, and uh, to help them to know that they can be overcomers in life and, and, uh, Hey, what's the purpose of overcoming unless you know, you have a purpose. That's good. I mean, yeah. Well, what have you accomplished if you, if you want, and you don't even know where you're going, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. so, uh, you know, it's just been, uh, we had talked about what, you know, maybe we could possibly share together with each, with one another. And, um, you know, uh, it just came up big in my heart preparing for ministry. And this is something that I've taught many times in different Bible schools, really on, uh, all over the world. Um, and, uh, myself, my wife and I, we have been in full-time ministry for over 20 years now, about 22 years, uh, over 20 years pastoring right now in the town we live in here in post Texas, a uh, small town in West Texas, 5,000 people. It was 4,000 when we moved here. So it's growing. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> but you know, um, God's been faithful. He's been good to us and uh, lots of things that we've learned. There, there's lots of things that we've learned over these, these years, things that we didn't know when we started. And I did have and do have good teachers in my life that have given me the wisdom I need to go forward uh, in the spirit of faith and with joy and confidence that we're in the plan of God, even when it doesn't look like it. Um, 
But, you know, really what kept me going was just a dogged determinedness. I'm just not going to quit. I'm just not a quitter. You know, even when I didn't have the wisdom that would have helped me, what kept me wasn't just knowing information, but it was the spirit of faith, uh, just knowing that you had a purpose, a divine purpose on the earth. It strengthens you from the inside to know that you can accomplish everything that God's called you to do, even when you're not actually walking in it today, the fullness of it, um, you know, it's on its way. And uh, we've walked into a lot of things that we've waited on for many years. And so I do know that there is an appointed season and an appointed time for everything um, under the heavens, according to Ecclesiastes 3.1. And if you will purpose not to grow weary in well-doing, like Galatians 6, 9 says, you will reap. (laughs) If you haven't reaped, it's either because uh, it's not the appointed time yet or you fainted, you know, and and, uh, (laughs) because God's faithful. Now, if if a promise doesn't come to pass, it's not on God's side. It's not on his end. It's not on the giver's end. It's on the receiving end, right? So um, I have to look to myself. I'd say, okay, Lord, have I missed it? If I've missed it, where have I missed it? There's no condemnation. I just want to get back on the right track, you know, and we're human. We can miss it, but praise God, God, he's all knowing, right? I mean, before he even called you, imagine this, before he ever even called you, he foresaw every stupid thing you would ever do. That's so true. (laughs) But here's the thing. He still called you. That's right. So don't act like you think God's surprised when you blow it. I, I'm, I hope this is helping <laughs> because it's helped me because I'm blowing. That's good. That's good. You know, um, you're never going to make a mistake. And God says, oops, I didn't plan on that. <laughs> Before the foundations of the world. He has chosen us and called us, you know, um, Ephesians says that, that, uh, we're, we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works, which the father has before ordained that we should walk in them. And so, uh, the amplified says, living the good life that he has prearranged for us. (laughs) God has a good life prearranged for you. And he, he planned that, that arrangement around your mistakes. He knew you were going to make the mistakes. And the fact that he still called you and I tells us that he's not as concerned about them as we can be. Now, he's concerned because he doesn't want us to sin. He doesn't want us out of his best blessings. But he's not concerned as far as whether or not we're going to accomplish his plan or not. He planned our destinies with our mistakes in mind. That ought to set you free right there. That's good. You didn't know he was going to do it, but he knew he was going to before you did it. <laughs> still called you. I mean, that's so liberating to me. Um, that, that my humanity is not a threat to God's divinity. That's really good. Now, I can just, I can just throw up my hands and say, I'm not doing this no more. And, and I can fail the plan of God for my life. 
But um, I, I believe it was Brother Hagin said it this way, that uh, to fail the plan of God, you have to just be uh, uh, hopelessly unfaithful. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's that far gone. I mean, I'm talking to people that want to fulfill the plan of God for their life, right? Like, yeah, exactly. And, and as long as you got that want to, then there is a turnaround for you. I don't care. Maybe a person watching or listening has has a backslidden maybe for months or even years. There is a turnaround for you. God saw you make that side step, and yet he still called you. And here's the good news is the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. That's Once right. a call on your life, you're going to stand before him and answer for that call. <laughs> He's not going to withdraw it from you. But we could uh, resist and uh, back away from it. But the call is still going to be there. Amen. Yeah. And so uh, there's hope for everyone. Amen. Amen. And so with the, the years that we've been in ministry, we have walked into some, inherit some inheritances that God has promised us. But some of them and many of them were years coming. Um, we weren't ready for them when he, when he revealed it to us. But many times God gives us a vision for the future, not because he wants us to act on it today, but so that we could have purpose for our race, mm. you know, um, because many times it's not going to always look like God is on your side and the blood has been applied and nothing's denied and you're going to get yeah, God's yeah, yeah. You, you know, uh, it doesn't always look like victory, but you can remember the vision. And that's what Paul said. That's good. None of these things move me. He said, and he said, uh, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Come he on. knew who he was and he knew what he was called to do. Yeah. That's the first two things that, that, uh, that Paul asked Jesus on the road to Damascus. And it became his prayer for the rest of his life. Who are you, Lord? And what would you want me to do? That's good. He continued to pray that thing so much that like 30 years later, he's writing to the Ephesians, the churches he established. And he writes to them what we know as Paul's Ephesians prayer, mm -hmm. Ephesians 1 or Ephesians 3, which is simply a prayer of, Lord, who, who are you and what have you called me to do? Yeah. It worked for him, so he figured, you know what? It'll work for them, too. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it yes, sir. So that's why I encourage my church, you know, um, my church members to pray the Ephesians prayer. It's a prayer of, of uh, who are you, Lord? Um, and what have you called me to do? And then see, when you know who Jesus is, then Jesus can reveal to you who you are in him. That's right. That's right. And when you know who you are, now you're in a place to discover your God-given destiny. Amen. Amen. Your assignment. Your assignment. We all have a divine assignment in our life. And, oh, uh, maybe I'm doing too long of an introduction. I haven't even touched my notes a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. That's good. But, you know, we all have a God-given assignment. Um, and, uh, you know, I've heard it said this way, that your assignment is not your decision. It's your discovery. Mm. Your assignment is not your decision. So people say, I want to be this or I want to do that. Well, that's fine. Mm. You, may, you may feel like you want to do that because of what you see about it and the vantage point you have, the perspective you have. But uh, if you really saw sometimes the combat zones that people mm. had to go to stand in those offices, uh, you may not be so quick to ask God to put you in. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But when you're called, when you're called, you wouldn't want to be doing anything else. You couldn't be happier doing anything else. And, you know, it's just like you said, 
you know, this lesson is not just for those called to fivefold ministry. Yeah. Because even your secular vocations are divine callings. Mm. Just like God calls an evangelist to go to Haiti, he calls a person to become a doctor and help people. Uh, and that's their, that's their platform. Yeah. They could pray in the spirit for their patients. You know, many good spirit filled physicians. There are divine uh, called lawyers, attorneys, you know, nurses, mechanics, roofers. It doesn't matter. That's right. Because, because they have an audience that those in the fivefold ministry cannot reach like they can reach. And so um, it's, it's, we're going to be rewarded in heaven, but we're not going to be rewarded because of what we're called to do. We're going to be rewarded because we were doing what we were called to do. You know, um, he's not going to say, well, since you're an evangelist, I'm just going to dump these big blessings on you. And then somebody else who just worked hard all their life as a mechanic or, or a hairstylist, you know, uh, if that's what God called them to do and he, and what he called them to be, they're not going to get a less reward because they weren't an evangelist or a pastor. So, so actually the hairstylist, I don't want maybe think of a hairstylist, but those are God given calls. I know people who are called to style hair and to cut hair, men's and women's, and they are a ministry to their clients. That's good. You know, um, it's, it's, it's a noble and anointed service, you know? Um, but the person who is called to be an evangelist, if they didn't do what they did as unto the Lord, and if they didn't do it, uh, from their whole hearts, um, the hairstylists get more reward than the evangelists. That's right. Yeah. You know, so it's not what you're called to do that determines your, your rewards. It's simply doing what you're called to do. That's good. Amen. And there's grace for your place. Mm. Amen. That's and that's your happy place. Praise God. Well, um, I want to just cover some of the things that I've learned that I think can help other aspiring uh, young ministers, people who are new and young in ministry. And like I said, this even applies to people who are called to business, um, yeah. different careers, vocations. Um, these principles are across the board. Um, the things of God all work the same. You know, they, they, they may apply in different ways here and there, but the rules are the same. But uh, I just wanted to, I wanted to start with just a quote that, uh, can, my, can we start my time right now? <laughs> <laughs> the timer's going, it's going. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, I have this quote I wanted to read, and then we'll just kind of see where we go from here. But it's from uh, Warren Wearsby. And he said this, um, if God puts something in my hand without first doing something in my heart, my character will lag behind my achievements. And mm. that is the way to ruin. Wow. So he said, let me say that again. If God puts something in my hand, isn't that what we want God to do? We just want it in our hand. Like, you know, yeah. give it to me right now, Lord. If God puts something in my hand without first doing something in my heart, my character will lag behind my achievements. And that is the way to ruin. Wow. Um, so uh, I remember watching the late John Olstein. I was privileged as a young believer to watch his television programs before he went home to be with the Lord. 
And I just remember him saying that slow, slow growth is better growth. Mm. Slow growth is better growth. And, uh, you know, brother Kenneth E. Hagan would always say, I'd rather be just a little bit behind God. Yeah. To be out ahead of him. Yep. Um, and so, uh, uh, not to be in a hurry. So, uh, if God puts something in my hand without first doing something in my heart, my character will lag behind my achievements. And that is the way to ruin. You see, um, many times, you know, in prayer, we're so focused on God changing something around us, mm-hmm. change our circumstances around us. But really, God is more concerned with changing what's inside of us than he is changing what's around us. Yeah. And that's why it can seem like it takes ages for God to, quote, answer our prayers. (laughs) Mm. But here's what we have to understand is that when you pray, when God answers a prayer, he doesn't begin with your new car. Mm. He doesn't begin with you getting a new house. He doesn't begin with doors for ministry swinging wide open for you. When God was a prayer, he answers it in your heart and things begin to change in your heart. And then when those changes are made in your heart, then those changes can be made in your surrounding uh, natural life. Amen. That's really good. Yes, sir. um, It doesn't look like God's answering if we don't know that. We think he didn't hear me. Maybe I had sin in my life. And hey, if you need to repent, repent. But then get back on the telephone with God. He wants to talk to you. He's not sending you to your room. Think about what you did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as a parent, I have two children and when they blow it, all I want from them is to number one, acknowledge what they did. I don't want them to grovel about it. You understand? Yeah. But so that I can know that they're going to grow. I have to first understand that they acknowledge what they did was wrong and why it was wrong. And then you want to see a heart of contrition. God wants a contrite spirit. Yeah. You know, so I want to see, uh, they don't have to even cry. You can put on tears and not be repentant, you know? Oh, oh, <laughs> you oh that's right. <laughs> you could just be jiving, you know? I mean, so um, anyways, um, all God wants from us is, is to acknowledge that we took a wrong turn, that we did wrong, that we sinned and, and, uh, and, and repent and ask for the strength and help of the Holy Spirit to restore us and to restore the joy of our salvation. Amen. Amen. Uh, He's not pulling away. Nobody's call, nobody's purpose. He's not withholding anybody's money. He, he just wants his children to be blessed, but he's more interested in changing what's in us than he is interested in changing what's around us. That's good. Um, And as soon as he can start changing some things in you, that's when he'll start changing some things around you. So maybe something's not changing around you because you're not letting him change something in you. Oh, he's talking right. Just possibly. (laughs) There's a a slight chance that might be the case. So, um, so all that God has put in your heart, don't ever question what you believe God has put in your heart. That's good. All that he's put in your heart. It's not going to instantly be put into your hands. Okay. Wow. That's good. So we're looking for it in our hands, but God's just right now. He's just wanting to get in our hearts. Um, so actually like your spirit is like a womb really, um, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, um, uh, uh, in Luke, Jesus said a good man out of the good treasure of his heart 
brings forth good things. That's a birth. Yeah. And then it says the evil man out of the evil treasure in his heart brings forth that which is evil. The point is, is that what you get in your heart is what you're going to give birth to in your life. Wow. So see, God wants to get these things in us. So I know you got that fire burning. Some of you watching right now or listening, right? You got that fire on the inside of you. You're like, when God, when God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just be patient. Just be patient because your appointed season and time is coming. Come just on. don't give up, cave in, or quit. Amen. Amen. And you're going to accomplish and fulfill everything that God's called you to do. Now, um, let's see. You know, Hebrews chapter eleven. Let's let's uh, go to Hebrews chapter eleven, and I'm going to begin reading in the eighth verse. And um, it says here, by faith, we're talking about Abraham, the father of our faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and went out, not knowing whether he went. Okay. That means in old English, that means he didn't have a clue where he was going. <laughs> Actually, that's Texas uh, uh, language. Old English, he did not know whether he went. But in Texas, yeah. we said he didn't have a clue. That boy didn't know where he was going. <laughs> he He's didn't know there. what was up or down. <laughs> see, see, my pastor always says it like this. The most important step is the next step. But we can get confused and frustrated when we're trying to figure out step two, and we haven't even taken step one. That's really good. Yeah, We want to know step nine and ten, and we haven't taken two and three yet. Come on. Now, if I, if I had a two story house and I want to, I want to go to the second story, I don't step up on that last step. I got to yeah. step up the first one and then the second one and then the third one. And I, if I keep walking, I'll get up there, but I, I might be able to jump and get up four, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but here's a, here's a, a phrase that I don't particularly care for. Like you is people say, just take the leap of faith. Oh, you know, I suppose people can mean it and, and it be right, but I don't see the terminology in the Bible. Come on. I'm not trying to be, you know, dogmatic about what, you know, anything like that. I'm just saying sure. when, when we hear the phrase leap of, of faith, we get the impression that just like you're blind. It's, it's like equivalent to having blind faith. Yeah. And you've heard that too. You, you take a leap of faith or you have blind faith. The Bible faith is not blind and Bible faith is not a leap. It's a step. That's good. Yep. That's right. Um, the Bible says that those who follow after the steps of Abraham That's right. are blessed with faithful Abraham. It didn't say those that follow after his leaps because <laughs> he didn't take no leaps. He didn't get yeah. nowhere in leaps and bounds. It took decades. <laughs> yeah. Come on. If you would have told him he took a leap of faith, he would have laughed at you because it took 25 years just for his wife to have the baby that God promised him. But come that on. Was only, <laughs> that was step after step after step. And when you don't understand that, that's when you can have the potential of becoming frustrated and begin to think, well, maybe I got off the path. Maybe I've sinned. Maybe I didn't really hear from God. No, just mm -hmm. keep taking your steps. That's the good. most important step is the next step. Amen. Amen. And so Abraham, he was called to go out into a place. Now, God didn't tell him what that place was. 
Mm. It says he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance. He obeyed, went out not knowing whether he went. Notice this. He went out. um, He was called to go out into a place that he should after receive his inheritance. Mm -hmm. Our inheritance in Christ, you've got two different aspects of our inheritance, okay? Jump in here, Elijah, anytime you want to, okay? I'm doing doing all the talking. You're you're good, yeah. All right, Um, I will. Okay, okay. So um, there's basically two aspects of uh, our inheritance in Christ. There's number one is what he bought and paid for and secured for us in, in, in our redemption, um, uh, the, the redemption that he made available to us through the cross. And uh, we can be born again. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit. We can be uh, healed. We can be prospered financially. Um, those are all inheritances. Part, those are the things that are part of your inheritance now today. You don't have to wait till tomorrow to get those things. Today is the day of salvation, of deliverance, of anything you need delivered from. Okay, so there's that one aspect of our inheritance. I don't have to wait on the things that Jesus was made to be as my substitute on the cross. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was made to be sin so I could be made righteous. He was made sick so I could be healed. He was made poor that I could be made rich. I don't have to wait a day on that. It's according to my faith, so be it to me. If it takes 10 days, it's because that's where my faith is at. Yeah. And there's no shame in that. Not at all. What took me 10 months today, next year, I'm believing it'll only take me five months. I'm going to grow home. You know what I mean? So that's good. none of us are at the zenith of faith, but we're that's all right. should be growing, experiencing ever-increasing faith. So don't look at someone else and say, wow, there's so much further ahead in faith than I am and feel discouraged. No, you actually... See, God knows the whole story. You're just seeing what they're doing, but you don't see the rate and the and the level of obedience that they're walking in either. Mm-hmm. In God's eyes, you who by all appearances may seem to be doing less, God may see greater progress in, in you than he does that other person that you're aspiring to be like. Come on. It's kind of like the hairstylist and the evangelist, you know? Yep. We assume yep. the evangelist is going to get the... You, know, you understand what I'm saying? So... Um, he, uh, then there's this, then there's this other aspect of our inheritance and it's concerning our calling mm-hmm. and the purpose that we've been put here on this earth. We all have a divine assignment. It's, it's not our decision. It's our discovery. And, um, and Abraham was beginning his pursuit of this discovery. It wasn't until he took the first step out of the land of earth that God began to progressively reveal to him his purpose for being on the earth. Yeah. But it said after he would receive his inheritance. In other words, he didn't get it all right then today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm focusing on that word after. Um, and then verse nine, it says this by faith, he sojourned. Mm-hmm. We're in Hebrews 11, verse nine, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. Now, as I said, we're not taking leaps of faith. We're walking by faith. We're taking steps mm-hmm. by faith. And, uh, <clears throat> You and I, we are going to walk out the plan of God step by step, uh, step by step, just like Abraham. We're going to step out by faith, just like Abraham. And uh, that's called sojourn when you're walking. Mm. 
sojourn. That means I'm not where I'm going to end up, but I'm on my way. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, here's, here's something I want to bring out about Abraham is that Abraham, um, he was not called to sojourn. Mm. Most people, well, I shouldn't say most, I hope it's not most, but from my experience, many believers are so wrapped up in what they feel like that they're quote called to do. They won't do nothing else. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But before Abraham began doing what he was called to do, he first sojourned for many years, not knowing where he was going. That's good. So yeah, chances are you not, you're not doing today what you're called to do, but God has you there for a purpose with that ministry, with that business, under yeah. that mentorship, that tutelage, whatever it is, it, it's your sojourning years. And we're talking about preparation for ministry. And, 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 and a big part of preparation for ministry is the things that God is able to do in us during the sojourning years. That's really good. Um, so uh, Abraham was not called to sojourn. And there's a lot of things that you will have to do that you're not called to do. So you can get to where you are called to be. That's good. Come on, Pastor Joey. <laughs> tell them, tell them how it is, Pastor Joey. So, so uh, just because God put it in your heart, doesn't mean that he's going to put it in your hand right away. Yeah. He might put a broomstick in your hand. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for this big ministry. You might say, here's a broom and a mop, you know, get busy. That's right. Hey, no. I say it like this. I say it like this, Pastor Joey. I don't trust a minister unless they've had to mop a floor. Oh, come on. And still not willing to get down there and do whatever they got to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. A amen. A amen. Jesus said, he that's greatest among you is just is the servant of all. That's good. Amen. And so uh, uh, Abraham's sojourn, okay? Um, and uh, sojourning, the years of sojourning are actually good for you. Um, it's during these years that you can gain the wisdom you need for your call. Um, it, it's the season where God toughens you up, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you go through a lot of things. You uh, deal with a lot of people, wrong people, bad people, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And if those things cause you to just curl up into a fetus position and shut the lights off, you're never going to be able to function in the high call that God's called you to. Yeah. So you've got to find strength to overcome uh, in the, in the little things and you build strength. You find out what's in you. It's not that it wasn't in you. It's always in you, but it's no good to you unless you know what's inside of you. And what better way to bring out strengths than for God to lead you through predicaments. Wow. That's good. Tests, trials, wildernesses. Now I know a lot of people in our circles don't like to hear that, but I read in my Bible that the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, in the wilderness. Yeah. To, to do what? To be tempted of the devil. Yep. <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, don't shoot the messenger. Hey, I just, I, I I just work here. I just work here. <laughs> I'm just the delivery guy, man. I mean, that's right. No, now, now, God didn't send the devil in the wilderness, but. But God knew the devil was going to be there when he sent Jesus there. Yeah. And here's another thing. God would not have sent Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted to the devil unless God knew Jesus had inside of him what it took to overcome That's right. all the temptations. 
That's right. There is no, Paul said that too, is right. And uh, in that Corinthians, there is no yeah. temptation mm-hmm. that is, that has come upon us that we, we don't have the power to resist. Yeah. Amen. And so um, if you're going through it, it's because you may not know it yet, but God sees strength inside of you that he don't want to stay on the inside of you. He wants you to know it so you can walk in it and fulfill your God-given destiny. Amen. That's good. Amen. As I said at the very start, when you're sojourning, that's the time when God is more concerned with doing a work in you than he is in getting you even to your final destination. Mm. And as soon as we can allow him to do that work on the inside of our hearts, that's actually progress towards our destiny. Yeah, we're qualified for that place. If God was to answer some of our prayers and put us in our destiny today, we would instantly be disqualified for it because we wouldn't be who we needed to be when we got there. Yeah. We wouldn't know what we needed to know. We wouldn't have the strength. You know, you, you may be familiar with this, but in Jeremiah 12, 5, I'm sure you've heard of it. But if, if you have run, this is what God's telling the prophet Jeremiah, because Jeremiah is complaining, you know, he's having some issues. Yeah. Maybe God didn't, you know, plan things so well for him. <laughs> have you ever felt like, oh, come on, like God, God, I think you you for, you left out some things here. You, you forgot know? something. Yeah, because <laughs> surely I wouldn't be going through this if you knew about it. You know, yeah. But it, here's what God said to uh, Jeremiah: If you have run with the footmen, and you have excuse me, and they have wearied you. If you've run with the foot soldiers and they wore you out, then how can you contend with horses? Mm, Come on. Um, The Amplified says this. I love this. It says, but the Lord rebukes Jeremiah's impatience. Mm. I like that. he, He rebuked Jeremiah's impatience because that's what this was. This, that's what this was all about was impatience. We want it now, you know, and if it don't come right now, we think the devil's holding it up. We think God's, you know, bad at us or whatever, you know. Um, but uh, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that says that um, he that believes shall not make haste. Yeah, that's right. He that I can't think of the reference, but if you if you know it, maybe we can, you can chat it out or something. But um, he that he that believes shall not make haste. Yeah. Um, you know, getting in a hurry and being in faith, those things just don't go together. They don't That's mix, good. right? That's good. So let, let me um, read this in the Amplified. I'm going to try to. <laughs> but the Lord rebukes Jeremiah's impatience, saying, if you have raced with men on foot and they have tired you out, then mm. how can you compete with horses? And if you take to flight in a land of peace where you feel secure, then what will you do when you tread the tangled maze of jungle haunted by lions? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I mean, if there ever was a verse to amplify it, amplify it, it was that one right there. It was that one right there. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to read that one again because have you ever felt like you was going through a tangled maze jungle haunted by lions? You know, well, there's so many things here. This is something that, that has, has been really helping me. Yeah. When, when you're not going through much, you can tend to complain about much. Mm. My French fries was cold. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, they didn't make my hamburger right. You know, or yeah, yeah. The kids knocked a hole in the wall, and people can just lose it over stuff like that, right? Yeah. But when you start going through real troubles, you start realizing I really don't have it too bad. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it, it makes you thankful when you realize um, that, that God's been good to you. You start thinking about the good things he's done for you. And you know he's with you through the trial you're going through now. But when you come out the other end, you're, you're not so prone to complain about trivial things. Yeah. And the better things you don't complain about because you know he's about to bring you out of them just like he did this one. Amen. And so um, let me read to you the living Bible on this. It says, if you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in Jordan's jungles? Mm. So we all want God to bring us to this high place, this high calling. But yeah. with that high call, um, there's going to be assignments of the enemy against us and yeah. our calling. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're more through him that loves us. That's right. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. God didn't say it wouldn't be for me. He just said it wouldn't do any good. Yeah. So I'm not afraid of the trial. I'm not trying to avoid it because I know greater is he that's in me than he that's within the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Praise God. That's good. That's so good. I, I could just go on and on and on, but I feel like I better just close it up right here. Oh, man, that's good. That's good, sir. That's good. I hope um, that's been a blessing to, to someone. Hey man, I know I know it has. Um, I'll um just uh, Pastor Joey, what's some practical advice? Um, you know, just in, if you had about I don't know uh, three minutes or so, uh, what what's some practical advice that you would give? Let's talk about ministers, right? Um, like I said, these things apply. You've said it multiple times. I said it at the beginning, but in terms of ministers looking to step out, feel called to the ministry, uh, to do these different things. What are some practical things to look at when you're talking about stepping out this is what i'm going to do you know what i mean right right well before you actually step out you probably known about it for a, for a long time you mm. knew you were called you just didn't know when just like abraham was called to come out of her he didn't know what you know he, he he went somewhere that he should afterwards receive her yeah, inheritance yeah. Mm -hmm. and um um that's key to understand that it's, it's not going to be instantaneous and in fact, a lot of people that go to Bible school, they have this assumption that as soon as they graduate, they're going to go into full-time ministry or they're going to become a senior pastor or whatever, or, you know, and some people do, um, but that's really the exception to the rule. Uh, a lot of times there's a lot of years of sojourning, um, yeah. um, you know, that, that need to take place and, and uh, experience to get under your belt. But, but some of the things that, that I purpose to have in place so that, that I knew I was in God's plan. Um, see, because if I don't know I'm in God's plan, then I can't have faith. That's good. Yeah. I can have presumption mm -hmm. and hype myself up into believing I'm in faith. But unless I've really heard from God, faith can only come by hearing what God has said. Um, so number one, I got to know that God is leading me in this. Yeah. And that's where you can say, God, I, I'm going to be behind you before I ever get ahead of you. So if you want me to know something, you better tell me. That's right. yeah. God wants you to talk to him like that. He, he, I think he smiles when he sees uh, our heart to serve him, to obey him, but we're just determined. I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to get out of your plan. Yeah. Because see, I, I actually did make the mistakes first 
And I just purpose, man, I'll never get ahead of you, Lord. I'm going to be a little behind you. I said the same thing before I even knew Brother Hagin said that because yeah. uh, I knew I had a call in my heart for ministry. And, uh, you know, uh, I was, you know, just like everybody, you have frustrating days or seasons in the workplace. And, well, I was going through this certain season. The boss was like not really nice, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I just, you know what? I'm called. I said it to myself. I'm called to ministry anyways. I'm just going to mm-hmm. quit my <laughs> I'm going to go into full-time ministry, mm. you know, and I told all my family, I told all my friends, God told me to leave my job. That was presumptuousness. Mm. I thought God said something that's presumption. Um, and so um, it, it was embarrassing for me, but it was also um, not a good witness to, for God because I told everybody God told me. Wow. So now it's like God's failing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I just got frustrated. I got in the flesh, and uh, and and I left um, something before I should have, you know. And uh, and I, I ended up. Of course, it took me three months to find another job. Mm-hmm. I had to sell the only vehicle I had. It was like this huge fifteen passenger uh, Chevy van, mm. and it was the creepiest looking thing. But it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was it was free and it was I mean it was paid for and it was mine you know yeah, but yeah. I got I got so broke like I had to sell my my van and then and then when I did finally get a job I had to walk for several more months before I was able to get another vehicle mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was roommates with my uncle and and uh, uh, ended up getting behind on my bills so it's not a good witness. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm becoming a liability instead of a blessing. God didn't call me to be a liability, he called me to be a blessing. <laughs> yeah, come on. And come so, on. Uh, man, um, I, you know, I just said, God, if you get me out of this crunch, man, I'm never going to get ahead of you again. So, it, to answer your question, I, this is what I determined. Um, first of all, I'm going to have the peace in my heart. That's but good. my wife, my wife, my wife will have a peace about it, and uh, it'll bear witness with my pastor. Mm. And I just said, God, if I'm going to do it, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. I didn't come up with that. I believe that's divine order, mm-hmm. you know, but I was determined to, to never be out of the will of God. Now, now if I'm single, I don't mind being broke. I could always find some baloney. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, sir. yeah. I'm good. I will survive. But with a wife, Sure. It's not right for me to expect her to go through survival mode with me in my disobedience. Come on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had more responsibilities now than I did when I first attempted to step out. So I just said, God, my wife's going to know it. My pastor's going to know it. Mm. And I came home from one uh, work one day, just uh, maybe one year after Kathy and I had been married. This was in 1999. And one year after I'd been married and, oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Um, the same year I was married, I was married in 99. No, then maybe that was 2000. I stepped out. Pardon me. Okay. You yeah. got married in 99 I, and I finally stepped out in 2000 and, uh, I came home from work. It wasn't a good day at all. And, uh, I was telling Kathy a little bit about it. It was a Friday and, uh, oh man, this is for another whole podcast. I can't get into this. I gotta be real careful, but, uh, <laughs> you're good. Come on. 
but I was just kind of complaining a little bit, you know, and bouncing it off Kathy. And she, and I just wanted her to comfort me, you know, and just somebody to talk to, you know, she yeah. says, well, why don't you just quit your job? <laughs> and I actually kind of got a little bit perturbed at her. Like, that's not what I'm wanting to hear, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help me, you know? Um, she said, well, why not? She said, we're called the ministry. And when she said that, Elijah, something just sunk inside my heart, went down yeah, into yeah. my heart mm -hmm. and it got real quiet. I remember we were both sitting on the bed. We were both, and I, we got real quiet. Mm -hmm. And I said, Kathy, if God wants me to put in my two weeks notice, then we're not asking for a fleece. We don't believe in fleeces mm -hmm. and all sure, sure. But I was asking for a confirmation of what we already felt like we had in our heart. That's, That's different good. than a fleece, okay? But That's I was good. just That's saying, good. I was just saying, it, here's what David called it. He said, show me a token of thy favor. There it is. That's really good, Pastor Joey. You can ask for that. You, because That's really here's good. what a fleece does is a fleece controls uh, what God shows. Hmm. Do this, do that. But all I said was, God, in a way that we understand, I'm asking that this weekend you would show me whether or not I'm supposed to put in my two weeks notice. I didn't say, I didn't dictate the terms. You understand? That's, yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I just was basically, I didn't even remember or recall at that time, David ever saying that, but I found that later. Uh, he said, show me um, a token of your favor. That's really just good. a token. I mean, you can't even do a lot with the token, but yeah, it's yeah. all I need to know. That's all, that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, in my truck, I found a token for a car wash in another state. I don't even live in. <laughs> You, you know, you, you, can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't do nothing with a token, yeah. but it's enough for me to know. Come on. on the right. well, that's good stuff. I'm trying not to preach. I know. I, can I get three more minutes? You get three. <laughs> you, get three. you get three. That's good. We, we're hitting the okay. vein. That's good. So um, I'm asking God to show us something. Mm -hmm. in a way that we would understand whether or not I'm supposed to put it, whether or not I'm supposed to put in my two weeks notice. When I left the bedroom after having that talk with my wife, I had a vision. Mm. I, and we had this little bitty apartment. I stepped out of the bedroom and it was right in the kitchen. Mm. And you turn the corner and you're in the living room. Yeah, yeah. I stepped into the kitchen before my right foot hit the ground on that uh, kitchen floor. I saw the devil's head mm. and it was like a balloon. And when I stepped on it, it didn't pop, but his eyeball like stretched way out like a balloon. Mm. I saw it. <laughs> I love it. His, his eyeball, <laughs> his eyeball went. And, and when I stepped down. Come on. I love it. I heard the Lord say, see, you can't have faith till you hear something. That's good. Come on. But I heard the Lord say, just like you're hearing me talk right now, but my wife didn't hear it. I heard the Lord say, in the next, within the next 30 days, I'm going to show you how I can put the devil under your feet. Wow. Now, I hesitate to share these things because not everybody's going to have those experiences. So That's I don't want to lead you to believe that you're looking for those kind of experiences. 
Listen, mm-hmm. you go by the inward witness of your spirit. That's you may right. never have you may never have a vision. You may never have an angelic visitation. That's right. But even if I didn't have that vision, and even if the word of the Lord didn't come to me like that, I would have still been here right here today talking to you because I would have followed the inward witness of my spirit via the That's Holy Ghost. That's Amen. Right. Come on. So you can still be anywhere you need to be without a vision, dream, revelation, all that. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So um, when I stepped on his head, his face stretched out like a like a balloon you would step on that didn't pop. Saw his eyeballs stretch out, and the Lord said, "Within the next thirty days, I'm going to show you how I can put the devil under your feet." Wow. The Lord's like, "You asked for it. I'm going to I'm going to show you." And that was yeah, just yeah, within yeah. hours we talked. <clears throat> And then after that is when my evangelist friend called me and said he was going to love it and wanted to invite me and my wife to the meetings. Well, that was Friday night. Saturday night, we went to the service and uh, we came in late. Okay. Mm-hmm. We came in a little late. Praise and worship had already kicked off. This was a Spanish church. And if you've ever been in a, a, a Spanish church, they know how to praise the Lord. I mean, mm-hmm. man, they got the drums and they don't have no little screen quiet in the drums and all that. It's, <laughs> it's awesome, cool. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And uh, a real good word of faith, spirit-filled church, you know. Um, and uh, anyway, so I had never met this pastor before. Since then, I had uh, gotten annoyed. But I never met him. He never met me. So we came in late. He did not, this pastor did not know who we were. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the service, this minister friend of ours turned the service back over to the pastor. And this is the time when the offering is received for the guest speaker. But do you know what the pastor did? He mm. said, I see this right here, pointed at me mm. and my wife. Mm. And he said, I want you two to come up here. The Lord said, we're supposed to take up an offering for you. Mm. Now, I came in late. My friend didn't meet, introduce me to the pastor or nothing. He didn't know who we were from Adam. He had us come up there. He placed buckets in our hands and and the church got out of their seats, lined up down the middle aisle, all the way to the back wall and wrapped around the side walls, bringing offerings. When when we couldn't carry any more in our hands, that's actually when they gave us the buckets. Mm. And somewhere in the middle of that, now listen, do you remember what the Lord told me? Within the next 30 days, I'm going to show you how to put the devil under your feet. And, and, And you know the song, but that band kicked off and he said, look, 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 look what the Lord has done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look what the Lord has done. I'm just like, oh, yeah, look what he's doing, boy. You know, (laughs) look what he's doing. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. I'm going to praise his name. And then it said, the devil is under my feet. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Money's just being piled into these buckets in our hands. The devil is under my feet. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Look. And the Lord said, within the next 30 days, I'm going to show you how I can put the devil under your feet. That's the song okay. they play. My yeah. God, that was just the next day. Come on. So I looked at my wife. She knew I was, I didn't have to say nothing. And then after the service, my friend introduced me to the pastor. He said, this is a friend of mine that I invited. Well, they invited us out to IHOP or wherever. It was so late. Yeah. That's all that was open. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, me and my wife are just enjoying our meal and the pastor and, and, and our friend is visiting with their wives. And all of a sudden, my friend, he's, he operates in a prophetic type ministry. He, and, I, and we purpose never to tell him either. We're not going to tell a soul. Yeah. yeah. What we, you know. 
He looked over at me in mid conversation with this pastor and he said, Joe, it's time to go. <laughs> you know it's true because it rhymed. Yeah, and, and that time it was true because it rhymed. Yeah, I don't true. know about every time it rhymed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. So, so uh, praise God. That gave me and my wife everything we needed to know that we were taking the right steps. I put in my two weeks notice and 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 uh, and never ever regretted obeying the call and the plan of God. But just to finish this, I go back to the inward witness of my spirit. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. I purpose to never make a move without the agreement of my wife. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, and then I wanted the blessing of my pastor. Yeah. You know, I got to go with grace. Yeah. 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 And, and, and you can't go with grace and, and, and not be in honor. You have to, to, to be in you have to honor. And, uh, and I still have a very intimate and even more re- better relationship with my pastor now than I did then um, since, since that time. So, I, I, I mean, I think you maybe more than you was uh, hoping for there, but. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. That, that verse, that verse that was mentioned, uh, the believer won't make haste was yeah. uh, Isaiah twenty eight sixteen for those who want it to. Okay. Look okay. it up. And uh, I want to go back as we wrap yeah. this up to Hebrews 11, because this story, the supernatural story uh, plays into that. What he says here uh, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he, he obeyed. And so uh, things happen for Pastor Joey and, and, and his wife and their ministry. Uh, they received it after. You see, there's that there's that same thing uh, after hearing from God, after having that experience. And like Pastor Joey said, you don't have to have a vision, but you have to have a witness. That's what yeah. you must have. Uh, you don't have to have a vision, but you must have a witness. If you know on the inside in your knower, uh, in your spirit that it's time to move, it's time to go, then go. And if you know your spirit is not the time, then don't do it. Uh, be right. obedient to what the Lord is telling you in your heart. I know it's starting a podcast, doing the things I'm doing. I, I didn't have a vision, you know. I, I, I didn't have anybody, you know. I didn't have an angel appear or anything like that. I was just the Lord just said to me, uh, write down ten things you want to do after you get ordained. And one of the things I wrote down was was start a podcast. And wow. I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know what a podcast was. I knew what a podcast was. That came out right out of my spirit, Pastor Joey. That literally came out. I, I had no idea what a podcast was. And I know a lot of people say, oh, Elijah, how could you not know? I, I just didn't. I had no idea. And then I was like, okay, what is that? And so I looked it up and I was like, okay. I mean, that basically sounds like a broadcast to me. It's how I envisioned it. Envisioned it. But that's what the Lord did for me, right? What he did for Pastor Joe is not the same thing he did for me. You see what I'm saying there? But at the same time, there was that witness. Both both the thing that we have in common is the witness. Amen. And that's what you is important that you have is the witness of the Holy yes. Spirit. Pastor Joey, would you pray over us as we wrap it up? Yes. Father, we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the divine purpose and call on each and every person's life that's that's listening and watching today. I thank you for the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. You do not withdraw a call once you place it on our lives. And so if anyone that's listening right now um, has uh, backslidden or stepped out of the way of God's best, God's plan for their life, um, just from your heart, just tell God that you're sorry. 
actually to strengthen you and to heal you and to help you to get back on track. And right away, the life of the Spirit of God will fill you and just receive it right now by faith. The fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit to run with the plan of God that He's called you to do. And so every call that's represented, Thank you. every purpose, every plan that you have for the listeners, Lord, I'm asking that you would strengthen them by your grace, give them the wisdom they need to stay in that calling, in that sojourning season, pursuing their calling. And we thank you and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man. Thank you so much, Pastor Joey. Uh, man, what a great word. I believe that the Lord uh, really used it. And that was a blessing to those listening. You guys listening or watching, uh, uh, please leave a like or a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts, especially if you haven't done that yet. Give us a rating there. Help us to grow there and, and reach more people. Uh, my name is Elijah Merle. And uh, don't ever forget this now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at MerleMinistries.com. That's M-U-R-R-E-L-L Ministries.com. Merle Ministries International.